Hey everyone, I'm your host Vivian, and today our guest will be Dr. Isha Tiwari Aurora. She's a doctor currently in India who is also a nephrologist and has worked frequently with kidney and other transplants. Today, she will be sharing some of her experiences with us, including patients that did or did not receive life-saving organs, and also why everyone should try to register as an organ donor. Hi, Dr. Isha. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Viv. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me here and speak up. So to start off, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Okay, so I'm Dr. Isha Tiwari Arora. That's my big name. And I am a doctor. I did my MBBS, my MD, and then I'm pursuing my DM in nephrology. I'm currently the senior most fellow in my institute. I wanted to be a nephrologist ever since I was a kid. Means just not a doctor, I wanted to be a nephrologist because I have seen patients ailing with kidney diseases and dying out of it. And I wanted to do something for them. So that was my goal. And I'm very happy that I could achieve it. But the journey is not accomplished yet because I want more and more people to be aware of the kidney diseases and what magic can organ donation do to the patients who are suffering. So that's in short about me. Well, so you're a, little, you're a doctor. Have you had any patients that like had an experience with organ donation or maybe um maybe like benefited greatly from organ donation oh yes definitely uh as far as the statistics go kidney disease is one of the fifth causes of uh, deaths worldwide and there are over a million cases who are currently suffering from kidney diseases and many of them die unnoticed and waiting for the uh, organs so basically, there's a huge mismatch between the demand for the organs and the supply. As far as a cadaveric donation, because the transplant of organs, it uh, occurs in two ways. Either your own kin, your own family person can donate you. That would be a live donation. Or it would be when somebody dies and somebody either before his death uh, decides to donate his organ, pledges to donate his organ, or the family members, they are of the opinion that they want to donate the organ of their uh, deceased um, family person. So um, as far as the life donation is concerned, it, it's totally up to the family members. And also there are some technical issues, the blood group match and the other HLA match and some, uh, there's a battery of investigations uh, for that matter. But as far as diseased uh, donor uh, kidney donation or for that matter, any other organization goes, it solely depends on how the masses how much the people around us are willing and determined to donate, how much they understand the gravity of the situation. And, uh, you know, there are certain myths around um, donating organs. So it's all about how those myths are bursted. So basically, I have actually seen so many patients of mine being benefited when some divine soul decides to, you know, maybe before his death or their family members are kind enough to donate their organs and uh, benefit some, somebody else who they might not even know. So one person who dies can benefit nine other people by donating organs. So yes, I have seen many patients of mine who have been on dialysis and they have been going through the agony of uh, getting dialyzed, they're coming to, coming to the institutions, traveling all through. You know, in India, we are uh, uh, resource limited. We aren't... Um, as good as the medical services are concerned as the West is. So uh, I have seen my patients traveling uh, 50, 100 kilometers just to uh, get a dialysis in a good center thrice in a week. So 
to salvage them from that uh, agony it's important that that uh, people around us they donate and these people they benefit from them and do you have a lot of patients that maybe could have benefited greatly from organ donations but weren't able to get them oh yes definitely because uh, here in uh, india specifically in the area where i work we have a program of uh, registry or the uh, cadaveric donation registry which is known as jeevan dan jeevan dan is actually a hindi word for donating life to somebody as a gift so we have a registry here which goes by the name of jeevan dan where we enroll patients who are suffering from uh, kidney diseases liver diseases or for that matter any chronic ailment uh, which could benefit from an organ donation and then as um, as and when somebody expires and their family members or somebody decides to donate their organs and we have a common pool of patients who actually are going to receive it so we publish that list and uh, we work those patients up for uh, kidney donations so yes that list actually has to expand we have to have many more patients who are donating than patients who are there waiting for uh, receiving an organ so we have a long list for patients who are actually waiting to receive the organs but the people who are donating are handful they are very few why do you think people um don't want to donate or or maybe they just i don't know why do you, what do you think causes people to not put their name on that list the um the exigency of the world health it demands donation but then again there are certain myths around organ donation uh let's begin with uh, movies around us there are so many movies or the television shows which depict they basically sensationalize the whole concept of organ donation so there's a negative connotation to it people they actually consider that there's a scam running around in the hospital or there's something illicit going on and there'll be a uh, black marketing or something for the kidney or the other organs uh, as far as it goes so uh, this actually restricts them propels them back from uh, making a decision to donate the organs of their uh, family members they would think that it won't go to the right hand or it won't go to the person who actually needs it so that's one thing then there are certain um, religious or maybe i should say certain sects are there which believe that uh, the body shouldn't be sabotaged or it should be intact the integrity of the body should be maintained after death and then this factor makes them um, you know abstain or restrict themselves from uh, donating so yes there are certain factors like uh, some people think that uh, if their um, loved one or the person who has died was actually elderly or maybe you know frail and you know not very um, fit for donation is what they conceive or they perceive it to be but it's not the case because uh, there are extended criteria for donation also and in certain specific conditions uh, those criteria are met and we go ahead with the donation so there are many myths around uh, organ donation including uh, uh, maybe you know controversy regarding brain death because um, brain death and cardiac death are two different things a person may suffer from a circulatory death like his heart and his lungs won't work or maybe uh, his heart and lungs are working but the brain isn't so that scenario as we call it as brain death and there are certain set, uh, test which we employ to um, certify that the patient is actually brain dead at that point of time if um, a quick decision is made to donate the organs the don- uh, the organs can be retrieved but the patients they have or the i should not say the patients the relatives they have a notion that if the patient is put on ventilator he is actually breathing and he might come out of it sometime so they aren't quite convinced of the fact that the brain isn't working 
and it's an irreversible phenomena it won't come back and the moment we uh, withdraw the life support system in the form of ventilator or any other thing or the uh, drugs which are increasing the bp the patient will collapse and there'll be no hope at all but at least till the time his uh, organs are being perfused with blood because of the external help which we are providing through ventilator uh, let's use those organs let's retrieve them in time so that they can be used by somebody else so yes there are are uh, disbeliefs there are myths there are uh, maybe certain uh, preset notions in the minds of the people which needs to be uh, bashed yeah i've definitely seen a lot of movies where they portray like a black market in the in within the hospital and they're trading organs and everything and it's interesting here that that's definitely not the case cuz there's so many movies about that um well going back to your religion you're talking about how some religion prohibit the uh, donation or of organs and like i guess the dissecting of the body do you also think religion can promote um donation organ donation since it's yes. such a helpful thing uh religion is always about uh, living in symbiosis isn't it beat any religion it would want the fellow members of the society or the people living around you to be benefited by your own deeds like the eventual or the ultimate message of each religion is the same so i don't think any religion should be uh, withholding somebody or stopping somebody from going ahead with an organ donation because um, as far as hinduism is concerned there are certain people of the belief that yes again the fact that i had stated earlier that people should not be um, damaging the bodies of their relatives it should be intact before it is uh, it goes on the pyre but then when somebody is gone he is gone like why do we want to wait for the uh, next life or we want to um, wash out the sins of the past life whatever we have done here we can just give our organs and go off and rest in peace so it's all in the minds of the people there are certain uh, conditions i mean people are sensitized to think in certain ways so we have to uh, you know kind of quash them um are you able to convince your patients relatives or patients to donate their organs and if so how do you do that to some extent yes because the uh, illiteracy as i might state that illiteracy is a um, it's actually very rampant in india like the literacy rate isn't very high so we are actually surprised to see that sometimes literate people are not convinced and they have all those uh, biases and the preset notions against organ donation and the illiterate people who actually are more religious in this matter they actually go ahead and give a nod for organ donation of their kins so i would say that i have seen all sorts of people but convincing them making them realize that their own uh, uh, relative he'll actually be immortalized you know his organs will be used by somebody else and they'll be blessing him all through their lives so yes we have been able to successfully convince quite a many people and then we have seen results also um oh yeah like how are the how are how are the reactions of um organ or or patients who needed organ donations and actually got them they they i mean it's actually beyond words they are elated it's it's like you're gifting life to them you are giving certain something which is beyond you know something which humanity could have thought of that somebody some day a human being would be able to help a human being by saving his life or donating his own life so yes they have been super elated 
yeah they have they have blessed the person and they have blessed us like anything definitely um in india is there a from all the things i've heard from you previously is there a generally positive attitude towards organ donation or or a more negative um attitude say uh, i cannot actually grade them it's a gray zone mm-hmm. you know there are all categories of people people who would right away say that yes we want to go ahead and we want our um uh, you know our kin our our loved one to be remembered always as somebody who was so benevolent and there are people who would outrightly say that how could you even approach us with this concept and we are not going to go ahead with it so we have to deal with all sorts of people we have to gradually go and counsel them and make them aware of the dire need of organs and how they would be able to uh, benefit others but then yes i would not say that uh, the general con- the general uh, uh, thinking or the perception about organ donation is negative in india it's mixed it's actually mixed okay and there's um, a lot of need to make them aware and you know from mixed to bring them to this end of the spectrum so you spoke up a little bit about um speaking to patients and trying to get them to accept donation and obviously a large population is not are not doctors cuz you know you have to be really smart um so for people who aren't doctors how are we able to help with spreading awareness and trying to get people to accept organ donation uh what we have to do as a doctor especially is i mean you the world becomes the way you see it and charity always begins at home so first of all i would say that the doctors themselves who are aware of all the uh, the demand the supply the need for it and the current situation they should come to forth and they should be uh, donating their uh, organs and set an example and uh, so far as that is concerned i have already pledged to donate my organs i am a legal card holder for organ donation so um, someday when i um, die i go out from this world i want somebody to be benefited by my organs and remember me so yes um, doctors should come to the forefront they should be pledging to donate they should um, put more in i mean social media can be used the way you want to so they should be using social media to create this awareness they should be bringing forth the stories of the people who have actually benefited from uh, organ donation and making more and more people aware and take it more positively so that they have an optimistic approach towards uh, donation of organs um do you have any one patient whose organ donation story you would like to share oh yes definitely i mean uh, we were talking about religion this is actually not related to that but somewhat connected to it it's actually a story of life donation where um, there was an interfaith marriage it was an interreligious marriage and they actually went against the society the husband and the wife and they fought with their families they they left they abandoned everything else and they came out and uh, they got married to each other one year later uh, both of them they got to realize that um, the destiny isn't the way they had planned the husband he was suffering from uh, chronic kidney disease so uh, he went on dialysis he approached us he wanted us to um, i mean the wife wanted to donate his her kidney to the husband but we weren't very sure we weren't very sure because there are scams running around us there are people who are marrying people for the sake of kidneys after paying them so we have to be aware of all these things we waited for an year 
we saw their commitment towards each other we saw their dedication and we saw how the marriage progressed and yes uh, a week back uh, the wife donated an organ to the husband and he's doing fairly well means he's pouring um, urine like anything and i'm really happy to see that because urine for us is like liquid gold and it it makes us delighted to see urine coming out that is so yes he is he's doing really well and we are touched by it those is- stories Uh, a live donation a live emotionally related donation but the same way somebody who is not related can also donate and you know make the make themselves feel proud somewhere in the heaven yeah uh so what are some obviously there's a huge positive aspect for um organ receivers what do you say would be the best thing um as a organ donator um as an organ donator people should actually take examples of people who have already donated you know we should be bringing forth more stories of people who have already donated their families we should be taking their interviews we should be asking them questions we should be asking them that it actually benefited them spiritually there wasn't any harm in uh, you know giving a nod and saying yes that you know you can go ahead with the organ donation of my relative so we should bring forth more such stories we should make people Uh, aware that it's it's not always a scam it's not always something with a negative connotation it's not always something where uh, buying or selling is going on the hospital is involved in you know deliberately not giving treatment to a patient and then you know retrieving his organs and selling it to somebody it's it's all sensationalized and over the top it doesn't happen it may happen but that's like point one and there are black sheep always everywhere so we shouldn't be taking that in consideration and uh, go on uh, you know pledging so that see pledging won't be like some your relative is actually liable to donate your organs after you die but it's a message it's a message to the society that i am ready i am i am okay with the fact that my body is used my organs are used and somebody else receives the benefit so pledging more and more for organ donation would make a very positive approach or a positive uh, concept about uh, you know positive impression about organ donation in the society yeah um well that was very positive and i just want to know if um i just want to further exemplify how greatly organ donation can help a person so do you have any stories of maybe patients who needed them really bad but couldn't get their hands on the organs they needed Yes, I do have a story of a patient who uh, was on dialysis for uh, eight years, and if at all a patient does not receive a correct dialysis, dialysis is very difficult. It's like an atom bomb. I mean, the patient can explode any time. So the patient had been receiving dialysis uh, since eight years in not a so good institution, and his body wasn't very, you know, fit. I should say to survive. i mean he was very frail he was ailing he was malnourished he was cachectic so this patient actually would have benefited a great deal if he had got an organ on time but um, he was denied of organs considering the fact that he had migrated to our country from some other country and he wasn't a native of this country so because of all these legal issues he was denied of the organ and somebody else received i won't say that the other person wasn't benefited but yes this fellow could also have been benefited if at all the the norms and the legalities around organ donations had not been this stringent but again i would say it's a double edged sword you have to be strict about these things because they are very 
mean you know somebody can misuse them any time yeah. so yeah you have to be careful but then you cannot deny people who actually need this organ why would people um misuse these organs would is it just for like the purpose of money and like in the movies absolutely yes if at all somebody is doing this because currently in my practice i haven't encountered somebody doing this i myself i have seen uh, all these things happening in fiction in movies or in books or in tv series or web series but um, these things they are, aren't as rampant as they are projected so yes if somebody would do it it would only be for the sake of uh, money because uh, somebody who i mean some hospital or a private institute can counsel their um, i mean the family members that if at all you donate the organs or if you tell you go ahead with donation of the organs of your family member we would forego the cost of the treatment so it's like a it's like a monetary incentive being given to them so this is like compelling and this is not good this is unethical and this is illegal so these things sh- shouldn't be happening and projecting these things rather than the positive aspects again creates a negative image in the society yeah yeah definitely like exactly. oh you can do this nice thing but also we'll pay you for it seriously <laughs> um so as the, uh, i mean i think i haven't stated i am part of a, a pageant it's a personality pageant known as um, the international glamour project and i am one of the finalist of uh, mrs india category so we have social causes as our um, uh, i mean we have to opt one or the other social cause and since this topic was very close to my heart i'm actually working as an ambassador of uh, spreading a message regarding um, awareness of organ donation and uh and how what methods do you use to spread awareness other than i guess um going on social media and definitely promoting it and creating a positive aspect connotation around organ donations correct so what i plan to do is i plan to bring forth and write and jot down multiple stories of people who have benefited stories of stories of families who have actually given a consent for organ donation of their family members so that the i mean the whitewashing of everything the this scam thing can actually be brought down and it can be projected in the society that it is no scam it's about benefiting a life it's about giving life to somebody who deserves it and we should definitely have more movies about the positive aspects of donation instead of give it a chance i would definitely make short stories with these patients yeah yeah exactly Um well is there anything else you would like to say about organizations maybe you could um debunk some other common myths that prevent people from donating correct um i won't be uh, absolutely concentrating on organ donation here i would you know stray away a little from my topic actually being a nephrologist it's my duty to make you aware that how important our kidneys are mm-hmm. you know there are two of us so we are not supposed to ignore them yeah they both would work for us untiringly and we have to be equally taking care of them so we have to be hydrating ourselves well we have to be avoiding painkillers and unnecessary over the counter medications we have to be avoiding salt we have to be cutting down our salt we have to be exercising we have to be checking our bps and sugars regularly with these things in mind we have to be careful that we do not land up into a stage of a, a chronic kidney disease altogether but once if it happens unfortunately then we have to start you know our regular treatments going to our doctors getting consults and 
starting on a renal replacement therapy in the form of dialysis if needed. So that was one part of the story. Now, once a patient is already a chronic kidney disease patient, we would eventually want a transplant. Because again, going by the statistics, a person's survival rate after five years on dialysis is 20%. But that after transplant is 45%. Wow, it doubled. So this 25% is a great deal for a patient who is suffering since a long time. So I would say that transplant is, yes, the eventual treatment for a patient who has suffered from chronic kidney disease. Everybody is not as fortunate to get a kidney from their own living relatives because there are sometimes HLA mismatches, that is the immunological mismatches. Sometimes there are blood group mismatches, and then it becomes difficult to go ahead with such kind of transplants. So for these patients, the only lifeline or the only hope which they have left in their minds is disease donor kidney or some other organ for that matter. So these people will only be benefited if somebody actually determines or pledges to donate their organs. And this is what has to be done and increased. So on the topic of um, kidney transplants, I've heard a lot of stories where um, the kidney or the, the, yeah, the organ receiver rejected the organ. Is that something that prevents um, possible donators from donating their organs because they're afraid that it might actually not be useful because the patient might reject them? See, uh, as I told you, we have a registry here for a cadaveric organ donation. And we have grouped it into blood groups, A, B, O, and AB. So whenever somebody with with the A blood group expires, the activation of the list is of the people who actually belong to the A blood group. So this way we have eliminated one cause of rejection, blood group. We'll match the blood group. Second is uh, lymphocyte cross match. It sounds a bit technical, but it's a small test, which is again done to lessen the chances of rejection. Once the LCM comes negative, the second nod is given for going ahead with the transplant. After this procedure has happened, we'll induce or give the induction immunotherapy to reduce to suddenly reduce the immune response of the patient so that he accepts the kidney. After that, we go ahead with a maintenance immunosuppression so that lifelong there is no rejection. But again, transplant patients are dealing with them is very perilous because they we have to suppress their immunity so that they don't reject the kidney. But at the same time, suppression of immunity predisposes them to other infections. So they might succumb to infection and not a rejection. So we have to keep on maintaining a balance. So this rejection can happen anytime with anybody. The fittest or the best of the kidneys can also be rejected. Even the kidneys with patients who have been identical twins have been found to be rejected. So you can never be sure. But considering that the patient might have a possible or a potential rejection, we just cannot deny him the kidney. And whatever we do is after a certain set of investigations. So yes, all in all, let's be optimistic and go ahead. Yeah, um, and can a a, a rejected kidney be be used by another patient really soon after? Absolutely. Like the moment the ligation, the ligation is actually connecting the artery of the patient and the artery of the donor because the kidney which is harvested is along with an artery, a vein, and a ureter. Ureter is the pipe through which you'll be producing your uh, urine. So we connect all these three. It's actually like, you know, two pipes being joined together. Mm. So the moment this ligation is done, kidneys start producing the urine and you can see a magic happening within two hours or something. Yeah. 
So yes, the kidneys absolutely start working the very moment we place them in the body. Definitely. That's really cool. I thought um, if it's rejected, this is useless. Again, from the shows I watch, which really need to be updated, I guess. Um, well, our time is almost up here. So to close off, how, how can we register to be an organ donator? Um, I believe there are certain registries in the United States also. There are registries of the state which run, run by the name of SOTO, the State Organ Transplant Registries, or the NOTOs, the National Organ Transplant Registries. They have their websites and they very clearly state the guidelines there. You can just go log in and put all the credentials and register yourself. You'll receive a certificate from them, which you can hold. And in fact, you can carry it with you all the time so that if something unforeseen happens, everybody comes to know that you had pledged for an organ donation. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you, Viv. Same here. I really love sharing my experience. It was a great talk. As always, check out our website at neonarrators.org for information on being a guest for this podcast. You can also contact us through our email neonarrators at gmail.com or follow us on our Instagram. Thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.